Welcome to Forerunners of America. And today we have Than Christopoulos, who is the chief and sole creator of the channel called Exploring Reality. Uh, we're going to be picking Than's brain on a number of topics related to the season. It is the Christmas season, um, and we want to talk about Jesus, of course. So, Than, welcome to, uh, to this edition of Exploring Reality. Hey, thanks for having me, as always. Yeah, this is going to be good stuff today. And related to the Christmas season, you've got some live streams coming up. Do you want to share what, what some other stuff that uh, we could uh, tap into here? Yeah, um, so I have a live stream coming up. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe next week. Um, where I'm actually hosting an open discussion between a few friends of mine. Um, I believe I have a friend of mine whose name is, his YouTube personality name is Counter Apologist. And he makes arguments against the arguments apologists make, but we're good friends. Um, him and two of my other friends are going to be discussing miracles within the context of Christianity. It's going to be like an open discussion slash debate, and I'll be moderating it. Um, so that's going to be a fun conversation. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not posted yet, but I have a live stream coming up where we're going to be um, discussing three main things um and the reason why we'll be discussing these things is because it always comes up every single christmas season um people will attack the birth narrative of jesus um they'll attack that alleged contradiction between luke and matthew regarding the census um and then obviously whether or not Christ, uh, christmas is pagan uh, that's another thing people like to talk about during around the christmas season um and we're going to be doing a live stream um talking about all those things um, defending the Orthodox Christian views there. Um, and hopefully if we still have the energy, because that's going to be probably about two hours of talking, uh, <laughs> we'll, we're looking at probably doing a live Q&A for everybody that's there listening and during the live stream as well. Okay, so we don't have a date set, do we, for that? No, it's, it's, it's locked in between the 16th and the 23rd or 22nd right now. Um, cause it's going to be a group of my friends, some are scholars, some, one of them is like a writer for the ministry, reasonable faith. Um, and so we're, we're trying to put everybody's schedules together, but it's kind of difficult to kind of get everything together when you're balancing so, wife, kids, the work and right. all that stuff. <laughs> so we will have a date soon though. I think we can safely say, and therefore we could go to forerunnersofamerica.org forward slash exploring reality and that will be like the first thing at your Exploring Reality page. It'll be right there in terms of the date and the link and all all the people will need to know. Yep. Everything will be posted on the website um, once we have all the details nailed down. All right. Well, I think we're ready to jump into today's topic, which is evidence for the historical Jesus. Yeah. And Than, you've already put out a lot out there on YouTube on this topic, which is really exciting. Because I, I, it's not like, um, you know, when we think of apologetics, a defense of the faith, we often think of 1 Peter 3.15, of course, which is be ready mm -hmm. to make a defense. Um, but what I love about the stuff you're putting out there is I think for Christians, it makes us so much more confident in our faith. Like we can field these questions, yeah. we can help other people with their doubts, but maybe we have doubts. And so yep. anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what we're doing right now. Here we are. It's Christmas season. We're celebrating that the Son of God, Jesus, actually came in the flesh. Yep. Meaning this is a miracle. 
But as you just touched on, actually, people criticize it, they uh, dismiss it, they argue against it. So get us started here in terms of what we need to know. Yeah, so I think what we need to do is separate two two claims. Um, there's the claim that a, a historical figure named Jesus existed, uh, who was crucified by Pontius Pilate, and the early Christians believed he was the Son of God and was resurrected. Um, that's one claim. Then the other claim is this historical figure existed, but he was the Son of God. He was who the Christians said he was. Um so I think what we'll be, what we'll be talking about today mainly is that first claim that this historical Jesus existed um, because that actually come out, comes under attack a lot. People will try to undercut the Christian faith by saying Jesus didn't even exist. Um, so that's, I think, a really big main point that we need to separate this, those two claims, uh, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, step one is... Was Jesus a real person in history? So, amen, that's probably plenty for today. Okay, so in terms of that, um, okay, I'm just thinking of myself as average Christian, and average Christian says, well, I believe it because Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John told me so, and uh, and we're good to go. Uh, However, there would be, I'm assuming, a lot of criticism over that approach as well as, you know, are there other records outside of the Bible that would yep. talk about about Jesus? So, I don't know if you want to start with one of those two aspects, yeah. but but how do you so, how do you respond to this? Yeah, so there's a few different things we can talk about um, in the ways a few different ways we can go about this. So, um, as Christians, right, we already believe that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were the traditional authors of the Gospels. We know who wrote them, and that they're generally that they're reliable sources uh, for history for the historicity of Jesus. Um, but someone who's not a Christian might call that into doubt. Um, and so some of the basic arguments you'll hear from people against using the Gospels as um, sources for the historical Jesus are, well, one of some of the really bad ones would be something like, well, you can't use the Bible because that's biased. Um, mm. <laughs> but then that's the same, but then that same line of logic can be used against anything that you want to use. Like you can just say, well, you can't use um atheists who dis who agree with you because that's biased like any source that agrees with you is going to be naturally biased in some way shape or form you can't escape so how it. do you how do you pick through that because okay they anybody could say anything is biased but you, you can't go down that path so what do you do well you can't uh, that's the point right i would just say you can't escape the bias you just have to sit there and be as honest with the data as possible um it, it's so like in formal logic we have this thing called the appeal to bias fallacy like it's all that all it's trying to say is um, if you're going to appeal to bias to try to discount some evidence, it's a fallacious way of doing it because the same thing can be done. And no, you're never going to come to terms with anything. You, so essentially, you, have to have, you essentially have no trustworthy information anywhere from any source exactly. at any time. And so it's it's defeating and it gets us nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's like one, that's some of the really that's, what, that's an example of a bad argument people can make. Um so some of the other arguments people will make, and this is a true one, um, some people will say, well, we don't have the originals, like the original documents of the Gospels. And it's yeah. true. Um, but then what's the conclusion that we can, that they, they'll try to draw off of that, right? We have the same data point. Um, the mythicist, the Jesus mythicist, will try to say, well, since we don't have the original, then we can't trust um, what we do have. So there's like a number of issues with that. Um, because first of all, we, what they would have to show is that there's some sort of evidence, positive evidence for saying 
um, that the originals would be so much different than what we have now that we can't trust what we have now. But also the um, issue would have to, the issue with that is too, um, there's still a referent to these stories. Like these stories still refer to something. We still mm-hmm. have early Christians that believed this person was a historical figure. So whether or not um, these we have the original, it just has no effect. On, right. So you maybe, not, maybe not going down the path of like right in the moment anyway, that like we're not defending inerrancy of scripture at the moment, but something was written and we have these early documents which refer to a person, Jesus, and the apostles, of course. And now we, we have to grapple with that information, even that in and of itself, even if you haven't proven inerrancy of Scripture and infallibility of Scripture, you've got a document that is giving historical credence to yeah. real uh, to, to events. So, yeah, and so uh, this is the example. Um, Dr. Bart Ehrman, he's, he's actually a critical scholar of Christianity, but um, I, I, have a, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, I've talked to him. Been, he's an awesome guy. Um, he he gives an analogy of Barack Obama, um, and he just says because a lot of people will say Barack Obama wasn't born in America, stuff like that. And there are a lot of conspiracy theories about it, um, and so he, the example he gives is like suppose Barack Obama's birth certificate was altered and and the original is completely lost two thousand years ago. We have the altered birth certificate. Does that mean Barack Obama didn't exist? Yeah, that's that's an interesting point or way to look right. at it. Like, yeah, well, okay, we're not going to say <laughs> the, the validity of the birth certificate. We, we are saying that we do have a birth certificate. Which, yeah, whether which, or not it's yeah. been altered, uh-huh. it just that just means we might not have accurate information about the birth of 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 this person. Um, so at this point, yeah, we're not like you said, we're not defending inerrancy of scripture. We're not defending um, the deity of Jesus. We're only talking about. Um, the historical figure named Jesus Christ. Another argument like the mythicists might try to make is um, Dr. Rich, this is a scholar named Richard Carrier, who's a Jesus mythicist. Um, and one of the arguments he'll try to make is he'll say like, um, if you, if we expect to see, if we would, if we would expect to have a historical Jesus, we would expect to see a Jesus of Nazareth because that's what the gospel accounts say. So we need to know whether or not Nazareth was a real place and he'll launch attacks and say like, Nazareth doesn't exist. We don't have the evidence. Um, but in fact, in one of my videos, I actually show how we do have evidence of a historical Nazareth and it was pretty big. Um, so that's just like another line of argumentation you'll see a lot. So if you're noticing the trend here, um, the majority of the arguments are what you would call like arguments from silence. And so what that is in general is it's like an intuitive, it's a, it's an inductive issue when we're trying to draw conclusions and we interpret silence on an issue or lack of evidence on an issue or something like that as anything other than that. Um, so like an, an example would be uh, in a court case, if if defendant is silent when they're asked a question until they have a lawyer, it'd be fallacious to interpret that silence from the defendant as an admission of guilt. Um, likewise, these mythicists will look at some silence that we might see regarding the historical Jesus and see that as an admission that he did not exist and was a made-up character. Hmm. Okay, so Than, um, we've been talking here so far about the Gospels and that the Gospels themselves give evidence of Jesus being a real person, but interestingly, talk to us about 
what they call extra-biblical sources. In other words, sources outside the Bible, historical records Mm -hmm. that actually point to a real person, Jesus, having lived. Yeah. Um, So we have, we actually have a bunch. Um, So just like off the top, I'll I'll name a few and we can talk about a few of them. We have Marabar, Serapian, Tacitus, Josephus. Um, We have Pliny the Younger. We have Lucian, Celsus, we have, a, like I said, we have a bunch of sources. Um, and the so two, all, the, the last... all these people actually wrote something and mentioned Jesus. Either Jesus or they mentioned something about Christianity in passing that, um, that would necessitate um, a historical Jesus actually existing, or at least infer that. Um, especially because the last two sources, Lucian and Celsus that I mentioned, are actually um, people writing things as attacks on Christianity. So, um, yeah, interesting. Can... Getting both sides. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for instance, Pliny the Younger. Um, I'm not going to go into a full detail of like who these people were or anything, right? Which, by the way, we'll include the link to exploring reality in the description of this video, so people can get to all of those videos. So, yeah, you don't have to do all the background, but we'll we'll provide that for whoever wants to to find those videos uh, at yeah. your webpage. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to Pliny the Elder, well, I think there's there's a few different things that we can kind of draw out of the passage that he writes on this. I, and I, I have a video. I, you just said uh, Pliny the Elder. I mean, Pliny think? the Younger. I'm sorry. Great. <laughs> Um, yeah, so when it comes to Pliny the Younger, there's a few different things that we can draw out of the passage where he writes. Um, and so what the big thing really is, um, he, when he mentions Jesus in his passage, he like side, side-handedly will make a reference to Jesus and say, as if to a God. So the passage that is mentioned in Pliny's letter will say, he says, Oh, and the Christians would sing hymns to Christ as if he were a god. In the Latin, um, that he writes this in, um, it actually has like more of a rhetorical undergirding to it, um, where he's like saying like, no, this this guy wasn't a god, right? This Pliny Pliny is a Roman. He's a pagan. He's not a Christian. Has motivations against Christianity, and so. Um, he's actually saying, insinuating Jesus was only just a man based off of that rhetoric. He's not saying he didn't mm-hmm. exist. So being critical of Christian beliefs, he's actually, though, helping us prove our point today, which is Jesus was a real person. Correct. Um, so that's one source we can talk about. Um, another one would be Suetonius. Um, and he... Um, <clears throat> this one's a little bit more controversial strictly because he mentions Christus, um, which was a common spelling error. If you want to know, I, this is where I would refer, I would implore you to go watch the video on Suetonius because um, there's a lot of historical controversy, not really controversy anymore. It's pretty historically accepted that Christus refers to Jesus Christ. Um, but <clears throat> Suetonius actually mention, mentions that Christus was crucified. Hmm. Um, and so... <laughs> It's pretty obvious there. If somebody's crucified, they had to have existed in order to have been crucified. Um, so that's like another example. So in Roman culture, the death penalty was crucifixion. Lots of people were crucified. But what you're saying here with his particular comment 
is that we're talking about somebody apparently fairly well known, Jesus Christus, who actually the point was that he was crucified, meaning that this puts him, this crucifixion in a different category? Um, no. So, so actually, I didn't understand that question. Just that uh, a historical writer um, referring to Jesus' crucifixion, a lot of people were crucified. Like, what, what you're saying, we still have confidence that this is the Jesus of the Bible that he was referring to oh. who was crucified. Yeah. So, what, so when we're, because Christus, okay, so again, this is why I would refer everybody to the video, because otherwise we're going to get into like a 15 minute discussion of what Christus means. Uh, why it refers to Jesus and more than likely doesn't refer to anybody else. Uh, we actually don't like, we don't have the name Christus as a Roman name anywhere. It's not a Jewish name, anything. Like the only time we see the word Christus is as, as it's as a spelling error of uh, Christianos and stuff like that. Um, so that would have clearly pointed to. Yeah. There, it, it, okay. it, ironically enough. Um, so the people that want to say that this passage in Suetonius um doesn't refer to Jesus, they actually make up a name in order to say it doesn't refer to Jesus, even though we have absolutely no evidence of this being a name within that classical antiquity. Um, so yeah. So there's some other interesting examples here. I think um, you were mentioning Josephus, you are mentioning Tacitus. Um, there's a Roman guy named Mara. Like, I don't yeah. know, we don't need to do all of it, but but please give us more. Yeah, yeah. So I think Mara is really interesting. Mara was a pagan Stoic philosopher. Um, and he wrote a letter to his son Serapion. So the, the, the title of the letter is Mara Bar Serapion. And um, in the letter, he references Pythagoras, um, Socrates, and the king of the Jews. And in his letter he talks about how um, the Romans unjustly killed these people and how he thinks God uh, brought about judgment on the Romans for killing these innocent people who deserved nothing uh, that they got. And so what's interesting about this is that he references Pythagoras and Socrates who are real people and the king of the Jews. So now the, now you have that, now you have to ask the question like, well, who's the king of the Jews? I think the Gospels clearly outline who that is. Um, even the Jews mockingly called Jesus the king of the Jews. Um, and so that's one of the interesting points. Somebody might ask, well, why doesn't he say Jesus instead of the king of the Jews? Um, I would say it's because the time that Mar wrote this was because he was imprisoned by the Romans. And he probably didn't want to say the name Jesus because at the time when he wrote this, probably around 70 AD, um, this is right after the, the storming of the temple in Jerusalem. Christianity started getting persecuted. Um, so why would you want to mention somebody like Jesus when Romans have you and your loved ones? Um, mm -hmm. So he had motivations for just saying king of the Jews and not the name Jesus. Say, um, Than, uh, we, we just want to highlight here, I think it's <laughs> 70 AD with a letter. Uh, from a Roman talking about the king of the Jews, like, okay, in terms of uh, historic documentation and evidence, like, this is incredible. I mean, we're talking we're clearly within a generation of Jesus' life and crucifixion. You've got 
this kind of discussion going on where the king of the Jews, Jesus, is included with two other famous people that are, are still to this very day well-known people. Yeah, um, it, it, I think it's a really interesting evidence point to me. Um, and I, I don't have a video on Celsus yet, so I'm not going to spoil too many details here. But Celsus was, um, he wrote a, a document called True Doctrine. It's like one of the earliest pieces of evidence, uh, historical um, writings that we have that um, was an attack. Like this was a letter strictly made to attack Christianity. Um, and so Celsus like launches a, a full out assault on the Christian faith, the resurrection, who Jesus was, all this other stuff. Um, and this is an, this is an instance where silence on an issue, uh, actually is evidence against the position. Um, cause on, and let me, so I'll explain. Um, so Kelsus launches, launches a full out attack on Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. He'll attack the resurrection account, the gospels. Um, he says stuff like the Christians believe all this on faith, not on reason, stuff like, like stuff that you hear today. Um, mm-hmm. Kelsus was saying these things. But there's one thing Kelsus does not say in his full-out attack, that Jesus did not exist. He says that Jesus existed, and he was, and that he was just a charlatan, stuff like that. Um, and I, so I actually find this as like a extremely compelling evidence, because now we have enemy attestation of a historical Jesus saying that he existed um, and launching an attack on other grounds against Christianity, not... Um, doubting that Jesus even existed. And to me, that's like, that's like a nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking about the Gospels as evidence either at this point. Yeah, powerful. I mean, again, it just helps bolster that confidence that we have. So what are some other arguments um, against uh, the historicity of Jesus, given, given all this that we've been talking about? Yeah, so um, Another thing that, like, another argument that people will try to make is that Jesus was, like, a copy of other pagan religions. And so, like, one of the more popular ones you'll see on the internet, for instance, is Mithra. Um, If you're not familiar with Mithras, um, there's a lot of alleged parallels that they'll try to draw between Mithra and Jesus. Um, They'll say Jesus had 12 disciples, Mithra had 12 disciples. They'll say Mithra sacrificed himself for the world. Um, Jesus did the same thing, stuff like that. Um, I have a, let me put it this way. I I have a 50 minute long YouTube video on this topic. I'm talking about all the alleged kind of like parallels between all these pagan figures and Jesus and showing why they're all false and they fall short. Um, It was actually almost a two hour video event originally. And I cut out a lot of stuff because I figured nobody's going to watch a two hour video on this. (laughs) Um, but at the end of the day, um, all of these alleged parallels, they're just either stretched really far, um, to make an illusion that it was, that that there's, there's a parallel. So for instance, when they say Mithra had 12 disciples, well, that's not true. There's no Mithraic, um, documentation of this at all. All we have that to go off of this. To, that people try to use to suggest that is that we have a Mithraic inscription that dates to like the time. And I know it dates to the time after Jesus. I don't remember off the top of my head where it dates to. But if you talk to archaeologists, um, there's 12 things. There's 12 people around Mithra in this inscription. 
but it's not disciples. It's just the zodiac signs, and that's it. Interesting. <laughs> so people will take that inscription, and they'll be like, see, he had 12 disciples. Jesus had 12, and they'll try to draw a parallel, but obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so is it really clear that Mithra is... Uh mythicism it's made up there's there's no credibility to this whatsoever is that well, an easy distinction to make between okay jesus being historical and mithra's got nothing to really support it so uh scholarship on the topic of like what did these pagan deities um did they have reference to like real people um it's it's pretty muddy from the study that i've done but I will say this, there's what there's something very common with all these pagan deities. Um, at least like the Roman ones, like Romulus, Mithra, stuff like that. Once they dead, once they die, they stay dead. Hmm. Wow. They, that would be right. They, nobody nobody once they die, this following of these pagan figures dies off too. So that's why I'm doing glad you're doing the um the support of Jesus' resurrection, which maybe we'll get into on another Exploring Reality Forerunners video. But uh, but for now, that's just powerful that, you know, you've got another clear distinction between the historical Jesus and, um, and all of these other deities. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for the most part, I just think all these arguments against the historical Jesus fail, especially in, in light of the positive evidence we have for it. Um, and this is... And this is uh, without making counterpoints to people. Like, people will say you can't use the Gospels, and we haven't used the Gospels as historical evidence for the historical Jesus here at all. Um, now think about how much more powerful the evidence is once we make arguments for the reliability of the Gospels as historical documents. Um, especially Luke and Acts. I mean, Luke and Acts, uh, we actually get the majority of our classical history, like even secular history, um, as secular historians will use Luke and Acts and they'll say like, these are some of the most reliable things we have. This is where we get most of our history from. Um, wow. And so um, add in, add in arguments for the reliability of the gospels. And I just think we, it's just, I think it's just nonsense to suggest respectfully. I say it's nonsense to um, say a historical figure named Jesus that was crucified under Pontius Pilate and Christians mm -hmm. believed um, he rose from the dead. That claim, to dismiss that as not true. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was pretty surprised watching one of your videos on uh, the evidence for a historical Jesus that you actually had a bust, meaning a, um, a statue of Pontius Pilate. I didn't know that we actually knew what this guy looked like. And so anyway, he's obviously a real historical figure, and now we're moving into the the historical evidence that Jesus was crucified, and we'll save that topic for future videos. But Than, thank you for today. It's super inspiring to get our doubts answered. It increases confidence in everything that we're doing as Christians. So anyway, thanks for your, your contrib contribution on the historicity of Jesus today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Well, one quick thing then, we will be putting the links either in the description of this video or you'll find uh, the videos themselves at forerunnersofamerica.org forward slash exploring reality. These are great videos. Some of them are actually relatively short. 
but very helpful as, as Than reads um, the, the full quotations, the exact uh, historical uh, records that we have, and it's very, very helpful. So anyway, thank you for joining us uh, today on Exploring Reality. We look forward to being with you next time.